Uh, please tell us a little bit more about your meeting today uh, with the management teams of both the province and national. What came out of it? Thank you, Ms. McQuetla. Uh, yes, it was a very constructive meeting. We had a meeting with National Disaster Management, with the State Security Agency, the South African Police Service, and with various role players in our work streams, which look at water security, economic security, safety and security, and humanitarian relief. They were all there. Their plans for managing the disaster, if we get to day zero, are well advanced. And I am confident that despite the terrible logistic nightmares that lie ahead, we have good people working on them and we've thought of every eventuality. Hmm. What is the assessment that you're getting in terms of uh, how far are you from day zero and how long can you stave it off? Well, the answer to that is in a nutshell. Day zero arrives when our dams, the six dams feeding the Greater Cape Town area, collectively and on average, reach 13.5%. Now, if everybody saves water and only uses 50 or fewer litres per person per day, the dams will hit 15%, which is just 1.5% above day zero. Now that shows you that if we continue using water as inconsiderately as many people are still using water in Greater Cape Town, we will hit day zero. If everybody abides by the water restrictions and if all of the augmentation schemes come online in time, we will just manage by the skin of our teeth to miss day zero. And obviously, this is something in your logistical planning that you'd have to take into account, that if people do not adhere to that, the restrictions that are in place, as we're hearing some of the complaints saying that that there's a disproportionate uh, use of water uh, by certain areas, how are you going to counter that? What are you going to do? Do you still have any other measures other than saying, well, this now means that we're hurtling faster towards day zero? Well, the city has been cutting people off. The city has been throttling, which is reducing the water pressure very drastically in certain areas. And the city has also been putting in water meters all over the place that when people reach their limit, they are cut off. I can't understand why people will not pull together in this kind of crisis because however much they like overusing water, the problem is that if they hit day zero, it will be a crisis such as no other city has ever had to cope with in the world. And we're working as quickly as we can on various augmentation measures, but they are never going to be enough, never going to be enough at this, at this stage. So the bottom line is only saving will get us through this crisis without actually hitting day zero. And that message has to get home. Hmm. I know part of the measures that were um, proposed um, were that of the water levy, but there's been an outcry um, over that. But the rationale we understood was that it was also to ensure that people then understand that they are being charged for the amount of water that they use. But the executive, I think, has withdrawn on that proposal. So are there similar types of measures that you could be looking at? Deterrence? Tapiso, there are two 
specific things. One is the water levy, and the other is the punitive tariff. And they are two completely different things. The water levy was irrespective of the amount of water you used, which I did not think it was a good idea, because if you're trying to encourage people to save water, but you charge them a levy anyway, it's not an incentive to save water. I'm much more in favor of the punitive tariff, which has been accepted now, which says that if you go above what your household should be using in terms of water every month, you pay massively more for every liter over that you use, because in that way, you are incentivizing people to use less water, which is the outcome we want to achieve. So why are you on that drawing the distinction? So help me understand this. So the punitive tariff and the drought levy are those two very different things. Correct. So the the drought levy is the water levy. The, the, the drought levy is the water levy, and it's been scrapped. Okay. The punitive tariff has been accepted, which gives you a normal price of water until a certain point. And if you go over what your household should be using, you start paying an enormous amount for water, and that is to encourage people to save. Okay. So talk to, talk to us about the supplementary methods, the partnerships that you're going into uh, with corporations to help um, with the, I don't know if it's being subsidized, their products, or how are you going to work with them? Well, currently the city has a plan of provincial, um, they, they have this plan of points of distribution. They call them pods, points of distribution, and they're going to be 200 across the city where people can go and fetch municipal water, a maximum of 25 litres per person. Now, I did the sums. Even if one person goes for every family with an average of four people in a family, you're going to have at least 5,000 people at every point of distribution getting water every day. That's going to be chaos and really difficult. So to supplement that, we are going to have to distribute water using other channels of distribution that are normally used by people who have to distribute their products every day across the province. And I think, for example, of the distributors of cold drinks. I think, for example, of the distributors of bread and milk and beer. And we are talking to all of those players and their big industry players to assist in their distribution networks to distribute water, crucially to institutions like schools and other places where they may be needed. And just finally, very quickly, you also say you've done a calculation in terms of the impact on the provincial economy should um, national you know, fail to declare uh, the Western Cape as a disaster area. Are 600,000 people going to really lose their jobs in, a, in what period of time? At Pisa, the, national, the, the Western Cape is already a disaster area. It's been so for quite a long time now, since uh, early last year. What I've asked the president to do is to declare a national disaster because this drought is affecting the Eastern Cape very, very badly. We haven't heard much about what's going on in the Eastern Cape, but in some areas it's much worse than in the Western Cape, and the Northern Cape as well. So the three capes, Northern, Western, and Eastern, are very, very badly affected by this drought. And so if you've declared a national disaster, you can really swing into action with all of the cooperation that you need from the South African National Defense Force, for example, the South African Police Services, the State Security Agency, 
transport networks, and everything else you want. So I think that we're working very well with the National Disaster Management Center at the moment under Dr. Tao, and we would very much like the powers to be able to exercise quick decisions without going through a lot of red tape and bureaucracy in the event of day zero, and for that we need a national disaster declaration. Thank you very much, uh, Madam Helen Sillish.